0: know we say, Matt, it's not a matter of if you experience identity theft, it's a matter of when. All right, well, thank you for tuning in to The Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco with Barco Financial, and today we're talking about identity theft. i got some tips for you here, kind of in three categories. It's going to be three D's for you today. Matt, we've got deter,
1: detect and defend. What do you think? I like those. And I think it's a good strategy as somebody who has had their identity stolen.
0: You know, we say, Matt, it's not a matter of if you experience identity theft, it's a matter of when. And this isn't a podcast to scare anybody, but it's just the reality. The number of data breaches has just steadily increased and we've had major data breaches even recently with Equifax. I mean that Basically, they store data on everybody that has credit, and they had a massive data breach. You've had Home Depot and Target, and the list goes on and on. It's an unfortunate series of events that's kind of culminated where we store so much data. These retailers store data, you know, credit card information and personal information. And it's projected that a zettabyte of data is stored in the cloud, and that is an amazing. Yeah, how much is
1: a zettabyte?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you asked, because I had never heard of that. It's got to be a lot. Um, the, It is. So we've all heard of gigabytes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've all heard of terabytes. Correct. I had never heard of exabytes or zettabytes. But a zettabyte is a trillion gigabytes. Jeez, that's a lot of data. Or a billion terabytes. So all this information's out there. It's being stored. It's a necessary evil. It provides a lot of conveniences. And you just want to do everything that you can to monitor your information, use you secure passwords. And we're going to talk about some tips for you. Some of the obvious ones here, Matt, are things that everybody could do and should be doing. And the first one is you got to shred your documents, right? Anything with personal information has to be shredded. You've got to protect your social security number. Be careful where you put it, who you give it to, what you use it for. And that was a big deal about the Equifax hack because that's the kind of information they have. You know, Home Depot doesn't have your social security number unless it's credit related. Mm -hmm. Don't use obvious passwords. Everybody is guilty at one point, if not currently, of using the same password for everything and then being simple and easy to guess or easy to figure out. So you can't use obvious passwords, and I'll let Matt speak to that a little bit here in a minute. You want to secure your cell phone. If you don't have a password on your cell phone, please put a password on your cell phone. And secure any data. You know, Any kind of backups need to be encrypted or password protected. And backing stuff up is a, is a step in and of itself. So just kind of some practical tips that we don't want to take for granted. Kind of this, We talk about this law of familiarity. You know we're all used to having and using these devices and throwing away the paper and you want to be very intentional and very aware of all those details and how they're handled and just make some smart decisions around that so into some more practical tips here, deter detect and defend one way to deter is to opt out of all those pre-screen credit card offers you get those Matt? Uh, I don't think I do anymore, I used to though yeah so those offers are one of the documents that we would encourage you to shred, right? They're coming in, they're offering you credit, they're offering you loans, they're offering you uh, different financial products, and you can actually opt out of receiving those offers. And it's a big deal because, first of all, it's just clutter and noise, right? You can eliminate that. But second of all, they're, when these pre-offer, pre-approved offers are circulated and are initiated they look at eight of the ten identifying factors to pre-approve you and a lot of times those letters contain that information so you can opt out by going to optoutprescreen.com and it will remove you you have a few different options there on how you're removed and for what purpose and for how long but check it
1: out do your research figure out what you want to get out of and you can set that up there. Yeah, that's one of the things I think I need to do for my wife cuz she still gets I always know it cuz the the mail is from Delaware and that's where mm-hmm. like most of the credit card companies are, I think for tax reasons. But I believe I did do that. How long does that last again, Tommy?
0: Yeah, so there's a five year option and a permanent option. You can choose between those, and then you can also opt back in. So, if you changed your mind for some reason, you could undo this with no problem. You know, I might,
1: one of these days, I might have the courage to opt back in just so I can, <laughs> I can have a bunch of mail I can throw away. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's some other things, too. If you ever have a freeze or hole put on your credit report, it kind of does the same thing, but that's kind of credit bureau specific, whereas this covers the whole spectrum. One side note here, when I was doing some research on this earlier in the year, I went to opt-out pre-screen. And I don't know why, I just in habit, I guess. Subconsciously I spelt pre with two E's. I guess you're doing screen with two E's there. So and it was a scam website trying to get me to download something. And just thought I'd make you aware of that. If your brain works like mine, it's opt out pre screen, and pre obviously just has one E, not. It looked legit and was a pop-up, and I mean, I almost clicked it. And we talked about your Social Security number, and I want to take a look at your Medicare ID card. They have, I believe, successfully reissued all Medicare cards to not include Social Security numbers. But if if you have Medicare and you're carrying that card around, be aware of that, that it may have the social, and you need to make a copy and wipe that social out. If so, carry that around with you, not the real thing. Or reach out to Medicare and get the updated card without the social. This would apply, you know, I don't know where our, all of our listeners are, but you know, any kind of driver's license, uh, passports, anything like that you would carry that may would have the social. You know, make a copy if you can. If you have to carry that, or just leave it at home. You probably don't need it. I think most driver's licenses now do not contain the social security number, but you want to be aware of that and protect it. And Medicare, I mean, that was a huge vulnerability. You lose your wallet or it gets stolen, and then somebody has that information can be a big deal so around our first point here deter we talked about having a password on your phone securing a physical device encrypting that if you use an android device you want to be aware of different things available to you in the app store about 40 percent of the apps in the app store the last stat i saw for the android devices can be some sort of malware so you want to be aware of that and then you want to be aware of what is sharing your privacy and your location. So look at that when you're using your phone, obviously it has GPS, and that's a helpful feature for maps and such. But you don't just want any old app accessing your location and providing that data to that developer or wherever they want to. And you should read the privacy statements, or at least skim them, or just don't accept them. So those are, again, some of the obvious things that we get familiar with and just overlook. You know, passwords are huge and Matt you're a big proponent of using authenticators and complex passwords so tell us a little bit about that any tips for password usage
1: yeah I do you know the couple things are, are number one you don't want to make anything obvious not around your birthday um, your kids birthdays old addresses all that stuff is for the most part public information or would be right. easily found um, but I would always recommend at least 16 characters um, and intermix Mm -hmm. things. Um, The longer it is, if they're trying to do a brute force attack, which is basically guessing your password by using all kinds of combinations, that is going to help you by having a longer password. Uh, The other thing Mm -hmm. is the two-factor authenticator, uh, which I 100% recommend... That you use because if somebody decides to get in or maybe they are able to get your password, if it's not on your device, your current device, then it's going to ask them to put in a six digit code, which they have to get from an authenticator application, Mm -hmm. which is done by Google or Microsoft are the two most popular ones anyway. So, yeah, that they have figured out is very difficult to bypass because the number changes every 30 seconds. That six digit code. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's also a great way to protect yourself. The one uh, thing that they're starting to see more of, and you've seen this with, um, celebrities, perhaps, are people's Twitter accounts are being hacked. And that is because they are calling the cell phone company pretending to be you Having a little enough information and then they essentially hijack your phone, which is not a very fun experience. You can ask uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter, several celebrities, and then mm-hmm. once they have that, they are able to make changes. So I recommend not using SMS authentication, which is where they send yeah. you a text code, mainly because if they can hijack your phone, then they'll now have access to everything. Right. The last thing I'll mention is that little Google save your password feature. Yeah. Never want to use that, Tommy. Mm. Uh, Because if they are able to get into your Google ID, then they can go into the settings and you can actually see all your passwords for everywhere that you go and your usernames as well, I believe, if you're saving those. So you're basically Mm -hmm. giving them the keys to the kingdom if they figure out your Google password.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk around password managers and, you know, people kind of rely on the Google browser password. Remember my password as a password manager, but they're a little different. I've always been weary of that where you've got One password to access all of the other passwords. So that's good advice.
1: That's the biggest downfall to those. Um, There was also a recent password manager. I forget what brand it was, but it was not a legit brand, going back to what you said, Tommy, at the very beginning, uh, which is make sure the application is an authentic one, or or rather, make sure Mm -hmm. the application is a trusted provider.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a big deal, too. The last thing I have in the deter category, kind of going back to social media, is just think before you post. You know, this information is going out for the world to see. And if you're talking about your first puppy's name or tagging your mom and, you know, her maiden name. I mean, there's ways for people to gather this information that you're just freely handing out. And those are the same types of things. You know, here's my first car, and it's a picture of, you know, the the Mustang that you got when you turned 16 and now, you know, the security question is what was your first car make a model and they've got that information. So just be careful what you post for many, many reasons, but especially be conscious of identifying information that could be used against you. We'll kind of move on to detect. So we got deter, detect, and then finally defend, right? One is you need to enroll in some monitoring and or identity theft protection so I have this for my whole family you know we talked at the beginning about it's not if your identity is stolen it's when now the complexity of that and what's involved is going to vary case by case but monitoring is only going to maybe alert you to something that's happened but it's not going to help you fix it so I'm a big fan of having insurance against that where they actually advocate for you and are able to go out and file all the correct reports and talk to the right people for you and put the freezes and the holds on credit reports and and it's pretty inexpensive. So I have unfortunately had to use it and it was a very relatively seamless process in light of, you know, bad situation. But you sign a couple affidavits and these experts are able to go out and take care of all these issues for you. It's not that you're not going to be able to recover maybe what was stolen. It's just the headache and the hoops and the red tape that, you know, we just don't know about and deal with on a daily basis. So to have that expert be able to do it for you was was huge. And then all the reputable companies, if they can't recover for you, then they'll cover up to a certain amount of loss. So you'd be able to be reimbursed for some financial loss or something like that. So enroll in monitoring. Get some good identity theft insurance, somebody that ap- would advocate for you if something happens. And then it's kind of tax season here. So there are a lot of scams around taxes and the IRS. And one way to eliminate these is to file early. So something people kind of overlook, but file as early as you can. I need to take my own medicine here, but that eliminates this you know window of time in which you can have people reach out or get in and file as you people uh, will defraud and take somebody's identity and file taxes on their behalf and get refunds or st- and stuff like that. So file early will eliminate that. And just a side note, the IRS will not call you. So if you get a phone call and somebody says they're from the IRS, hang up. It's not the IRS. And more Probably practical is stop answering phone calls from numbers you don't recognize. <laughs> Matt, I've got a feature on my phone that sends every number that's not saved in my phone to voicemail. It doesn't even ring. So I would encourage you to do that if you haven't already. Don't answer that call. Don't respond to their questions. Don't argue. Don't play jokes. Just ignore them completely. They can leave a voicemail and you can call them back if it's something you need to, to deal with.
1: Yeah, these are all really good tips, Tommy. And, and what it really comes down to is you know, they're, what they're trying to do when they're stealing your identity is they're looking essentially for soft targets. They're going mm-hmm. from one person to the next because what happens is if you catch that something is wrong, they're not going to be able to rip you off as much as they would like to. Uh, So Mm -hmm. they're they're playing a numbers game. They're going from person to person. What can I get? What can I get? Because a lot of times, banks and institutions, that's what happened to me, they caught people trying to open an account in my name. So the less of a target you are, the more unlikely it will be that you will get your identity stolen.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And in closing, there's one more thing I think everybody needs to put on their list, and it's to help kind of catch some of these things that you may have – not seen, may have not gotten alerted to, maybe false accounts being opened in your name or outstanding debts that you're unaware of. And that is to pull your credit report once a year and just review it. So you can go to annualcreditreport.com you can call, you can write in, but you can get a free credit report once a year. And it's wise to pull that and review it, make it a list, uh, maybe around tax time or at the new year and do that on a regular basis annually to see what's there and you know hey if you've got the identity theft coverage you see something there then you just call them and they're able to help deal with that for you and uh, saves you a lot of headaches that was a route i had to go and it was much better having somebody in my corner than not so if you like additional information about any of these things we've covered we're by no means the experts but we have resources we can provide tools and links to send out that could give you more detail and i'd love to hear any stories or advice so reach out with more detail or if you'd like more detail and until next time stay safe out there keep it essential And thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.